0: I've just got a scripture. Um, But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven, to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire.
1: It's a powerful scripture. Where's it from? Sorry. go, Hebrews 12, our God is a consuming fire and uh, we can come to him though, it says we can come to Mount Zion, that means we can come up into heavenly places, that's what it's talking about and we can come and and that's an amazing thing, you know, Shara spoke about the veil being, sang about the veil being torn and how we can come to God um, with with, um, just who we are and he wants that. He actually wants us to come he doesn 't want us to be you know, sit down he doesn 't want us to be uh, held back you know by the things of the world or the things that drag us down or the things that so easily entangles us as the Bible says, but he wants us to run to him and uh, we might just take the offering up, and I think i 'll continue on from there otherwise i 'll forget because I usually do um, so let 's just take the offering up knowing that we can come to him with all our needs that we can come to him. Um, knowing that he provides for us. You know, when we tithe, it says that he rebukes the devourer on our behalf. And, and, you know, if you're facing financial things or you're thinking, how am I going to pay my bills, I encourage you to keep tithing. If you haven't been tithing, tithe, because God will multiply if he needs be. He will override the natural order things if he needs be to provide for you when you tithe. And you can put a demand on that tithe and say, Lord, you said, you said, and you've got to bring it back to him and take authority and say, God, you said this. You said you'd rebuke the devourer, that you'd open the windows of heaven for my sake. And so it's important that we come to him and, and just walk before him reverently and do what he says because so, he is a consuming fire. you know, We have to fear him as well as love him. Yeah. So let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you that you are a consuming fire, that you, you are to be feared and respected and honoured and revered, Lord. And we thank you for who you are, your majesty. We honour you right now. We honour you with our giving. We honour you with our lives, Lord. We ask that you would meet every need in this room, Lord, in abundance, Lord, that we'd have seed to sow and bread to eat. Lord, and we are able to be generous on every occasion because we are overflowing with abundance. Lord, and we just pray where there is not that happening in our lives that you would line that up. Lord, we remind you of your word, Lord, and that we can come to you. And so we do today. We come before you and we just ask for you to provide. Lord, and those that are around us that we may be hearing that are struggling, Lord, we pray that we would be able to be a minister of blessing to them, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy Mother's Day to those who popped in late. Where's the mums in the room? You're all over the place. There you are. And grandmas. Is there any great, great grandmas? Oh, look. Yep, there is. Two. There you go. There's no first year mums, is there? No. Kind of. <laughs> oh, yes, <yeah. laughs> You are, kind of. <laughs> You're foster mum. Yep. You um, can sit down now. I just had a, a little thought I wanted to share... Um, with you all, being Mother's Day, um, we can we can as mums and as parents, but really it's a general thing that, especially in the world we live in, and uh, that we sometimes cannot get a lot of downtime. If you're on Facebook, you'll know that you don't know, just keep on scrolling and you think, and it, and it really clicks over really fast. You think, how did this all just get here all of a sudden? I was only at the top of my feed a few seconds ago, and it's like it, it, the world is busy. And we can get caught up in the busyness and uh, we can be, say, I'm so over-scheduled, I'm so busy, I'm so tired. Anybody said that this week? I'm so tired, busy, my schedule's crazy, I couldn't fit a knife through it, it's just, you know, back to back. Does anybody do that with their schedule, back to back? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, I used to do that. Yep. (laughs) Um, and actually, we can get quite proud of our schedules, can't we? It's like, I'm so busy, I'm important. Because when we're busy, we feel important. Everybody needs me. Yeah? Because it's only me that thinks that. No. Come on now, fess up. When you're busy, you feel important. And when you're important, you feel like, oh, you know, everybody needs me. I'm, I'm indispensable. Yes? It's a fallacy. <laughs> 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 um, and we can say these words because... Um, we like our schedules to be packed and there's no wriggle, wiggle room, you know, no room for anything, no margin to spare, let alone an hour a day or a week. And, uh, but what would be – I just want to give you a thought today is because I know that people are going off to Mother's Day lunches and things. But what would we like to seek God's kingdom first in your life as Jesus calls us to do? And we've got a little – we've got a house, guys. Do you want to grab the house, Isaac? Grab the house. Do you want to read for me what it says? <laughs> Let's see if you can go Seek first his kingdom
0: and the right his, his righteousness.
1: Matthew six dot dot That's right. It says, "Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness." Matthew chapter six, verse thirty three, dot dot thirty three. And you know what? I just wanted to give a thought, and I know if you've been around church for five minutes, you would have heard that seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Because just before that scripture, Jesus was talking about don't worry about the things of the world. And it's so easy, you know, especially if you're a parent or you're busy in your job, you can worry about the things of the world because it's the things of the world, like where are the missing socks, and as you're washing, and what about the bill? I don't know what happens to socks. I am convinced that there is a hole in the washing machine and they just go down there. But anyway, socks and jocks, I don't know, but I'm convinced. I reckon if we ever took our washing machines apart, we'd find 10 years of socks in there. But, you know, and we can get bogged down with the things of the world. But Jesus is just like, he was reminding us in the scripture before Matthew 6.33 in, the, in this previous verses, it says, you know, seek me. He says, don't worry about the things of the world, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, all those things. He said, the people who don't know me run after those things, but I know what you need even before you ask for it. And it's so hard if we are just immersing ourselves in what the world says in Facebook and the news and this is happening and that is happening out there to forget that he says, don't worry about these things, but seek first my kingdom and my way of doing things, and all these other stuff will be added unto you. Yes. And so, what if, what if you we sought God's kingdom first in our life, as Jesus calls us to do, that we began at the day, start of our day or the start of our week to look at our calendar or our diary or a phone, or wherever you put, notebook, whatever you put your things in. Does everybody have a schedule? Some, some of you try to keep it in your head, don't you? <laughs> you do. <laughs> I recommend getting a diary. It'll, it'll just get all that stuff out of your head. But if you had a schedule, you'd realise that often either you don't stick to it, or, you know, the urgent takes over the important... And we can get a bit, what my mum calls, you know, the hurry, scary, flurry demons whispering in our ears, going, quick, 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 over here and over there. And if you've got kids, you know that? They're You know, they're like, over here, mum, I need this. And all you have to drop it. And, and um, it's like, I walk around the house and I peg things to myself. And I get to the end of the day, I've got things in my pocket, I've got pegs on me because I go from room to room. And we can do that. And it's not good for us because it's multitasking and it scrambles our brain a bit. But if we just gave our day and we... And we um, weren't held hostage to the tangible things like meetings and appointments and projects And we, because that's what we can often do. We only give place in our day to the tangible things that we can see and hear and put, put a name to, don't we? But we forget about the intangible things like relationships, like time spent with God, about family and friends, about becoming who we are called to be. They're all intangible things that you can't necessarily go, I did this today to make this happen. They're intangible things where you spend time just sitting in God's presence. But actually, if we sought God first, how many more intangible things would be put into your calendar? Who you are becoming, your relationships, your connectedness to God. Without conscious intervention, the pattern of chronically overscheduling ensures that the priori- priorities we care about will take a back seat to the urgent priorities of others every time. If we don't actually schedule in and seek God first, that's why he says, seek me first and my, my way of doing things, then the intangible things that actually make us who we are and who God has called us to be, they get pushed to the back seat every time. Because somebody somewhere is always yelling for our attention. And that's why, you know, we can feel at the end of the week depleted. Does anybody feel like that? And so you have no energy for the things that you really want to get to. You have to actually be very, you know, think about it and put it on the priority. Because you know what? God prioritises us. He actually thinks we're more important than anything else. He actually loves us and sees us. And he wants to, for us to, you know, have joy and abundance and abundant life. And it's us that often puts ourselves at the back and goes, oh no, I've got to do this, this, and this first. You know, I love that Sharon, for her birthday, she took the day off and she went up to Northern and she rode in a hot air balloon. (laughs) Was it good fun? It was great. Yeah? And it's like, we often, and we watched, who watched The Bucket List last night? Yeah, the bucket list, you know, and it's a bit sharp. Rebecca goes, this is such a depressing movie, they all die. <laughs> I only watched the second half. <laughs> she watched the second half. <laughs> but it's like the bucket list is about these two guys that have some terminal disease and and they write this bucket list of all the things that they wish they'd got to. You know, I had been alive for, you know, 45 years as an adult working there are older men, and it's like, well, I wish I'd done this. I'd, you know, they're the intangible things, you know, like to be, to be a blessing to a perfect stranger, to, make, to laugh until you cry. If anybody sees, hopefully you haven't seen, I got the giggles this week and I definitely laughed till I cried. Uh, I got the giggles. But if you see, Anna, as a Mother's Day present, made me a photo wall up there. But um, she always says Leah, who is um, Isaac's horse that he leases, is like my seventh child, <laughs> and I was looking at the wall. I am going to crack up. I was looking at the wall, and I suddenly realised Leah's on the wall. And I just got—I must have laughed for about ten minutes. I was like, couldn't control myself, but it was like I laughed till I cried. But it's like it's an intangible thing. It's the things that we, you know, becoming who we're called to be, rather than scheduling our life so much that that we don't have room for anything that really, really at the end of our life, you know, when we've done our time here and we go to glory, that are going to matter. What are the things that we're going to remember? Because half the things that we're stressing about, we will not remember in 20 years' time. You know, and even some of the big things, if we put them in the hands of God and to say, God, you just walk me through this, is that he will get us through. I mean, there's some things that aren't small, you know, that we may face financial stress or sickness or people around us struggling. And those are the things that really can really put pressure on us. But if we walk and just seek him first, he promises that he will get us through. But I just, I wanted to encourage all of us to just become who God has called us to be and not schedule in all the things that really don't matter in the end. They don't matter in the end. And, you know, to watch our thinking because some of the stuff that wears around in our head it really doesn't matter. And you know, I catch myself thinking all this negative stuff and I'm like, what am I thinking that for? Or you might just, you know, these random, random thoughts of chaos or craziness or death or, you know, and you think, where did that come from? Well, you know where it comes from. That's the enemy just throwing things in. And I carry this little piece of paper around in my jeans pocket from Psalm 34. It says, bless the Lord. And it talks about just making his praise be on our mouth and that our tongue would stay from evil. And and it's actually really handy, because when I start to have those thoughts or I start to say things that I regret, I'm like, if I just kept on blessing the Lord, I wouldn't have time to think about all that other stuff. And I'm becoming who God called me to be, which is an intangible thing, but such an important thing. So one way we can start is by redrafting our schedule and filling it up in the way God would fill it if he were in charge of our time, our schedule, our calendar. What if you just sat with Jesus on a Monday morning or a Sunday night and just said, Lord, you show me where to put things. I encourage you to get a diary because then you actually do this. But it's like, God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Who do you want me to see? And then don't squeeze it back to back with other stuff. You know, He will show us and then leave room for the unexpected. Leave room for the little surprises. It's like Amy was sharing when she went to Tasmania and she had this, she was back to back, scheduled everywhere she was going to go, every place she was going to stay, except for the, had it all sorted, didn't you? Except for three days. And those three days she stressed about for months before. And I said, well, maybe God just wants to surprise you. So I said, just chill. And so she did. And uh, those three days, she went partying at a festival. She, you see Facebook photos. She was covered in glitter. She was sleeping in this tent. And she was having a great time. But it was it – was, those three days are probably your most memorable of all your trip. And uh, it's catching when you get hold of that just not packing your schedule because now she's off to Italy and I don't think you're scheduling anything, are you? See? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> But what if you just sat with God and let him plan your schedule? Have a think about that for a minute. What if you sat with God and let him plan your schedule? How different would your day be? What it would look like. If you put God first, if you start by plugging in the time slots on your calendar that determine who you want to become and then fill in everything else around it, you will gradually become the kind of person you want to be. So how would God have you spend your time today and tomorrow and the next? Because when you plug, let him plug in the things that he wants you to do and put him first, that's what seeking first his kingdom is all about and his way of doing things. Just to say, God, you schedule me. Because he will always do far above and beyond anything we can ask or think or dream or imagine. Anything we might plan, I tell you what, he'll go above it. Anything we might envision, he will do more. Ephesians 3.20 promises that. So that's a really encouraging thing. Whatever I plan, well, if I just gave that to God and said, all right, God, you take my plan, you can depend on him according to his word that he's going to have more fun with it, that you're going to have more fulfillment, that you're going to do more, see more, go further, more blessed because he is in charge of our schedule. And especially as mums, I just want to encourage you today, just let God have them to charge of your schedule. He knows, he says he'll lead us yeah, gently with those who are with young, that he'll, he'll take care of us and he knows all the things we have to do and sometimes our lack of sleep and all those things. But just let he, him be in charge of the schedule and uh, see what he will do. Yeah? Yep.
2: just want to share something. Um, I know I've shared this with a few people before but I just want to encourage you with something. When I'm going to work each day, I just say to the Lord, you know, I just put you in my workplace. You tell me what to do. You tell me what's important. And I just love it when I'm at work and um, he's prompting me to either create a report or do this or or do a specific task. And when I do it and I'm about sometimes two-thirds of the way through it or I just finish it, one of the managers come over and says to me, do you think we could look into creating some sort of budget report for this? And I go, well, this is what I've just whipped up. <laughs> and it happens so often. And sometimes they just look at me and go, how did you know that I wanted you to do that? And it, it makes it so much easier when you've pre-organised, when you put it to God and he prompts you. Sometimes I have a bit of a wrestle with him. I really don't want to do that. But when I do it... Um, the amount of times I've had managers come to me and say, do you think you could do this? And I've already started it or I've already about, almost completed it. It's, it makes
1: it so easy. That's right. Yeah, when we seek him, it's even when you're going shopping and you don't know that somebody's going to drop in or something's going to happen or you've forgotten something that the kids might need and you'll be walking along and the Lord will just whisper, go and get that. You need that. Go and get that today. And you go. Like, well, what do I need that? I don't need that. And he says, go down that aisle and get that. And if you do it, three days later, you'll realise, oh, thank you, Lord, because now I don't have to rush out to the shops because you're already following that prompting. So just seek him first in your schedule and in your time, and he will add all the other things that we you know, see everybody else chasing after. And I just, yeah, because he wants to bless us and love on us. Amen? All right, let's pray together. <clears throat> If you're near a mum, just put your hand on them and bless them as we pray. Everybody got their hand on a mum? Mum? Yep. (laughs) Cool. All right, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for all the mothers in this room. Lord, we thank you for our mothers. And uh, Lord, we just pray a special blessing upon them, Lord, that you would energise them, that you would strengthen them, that you would give them clarity. Lord, that you would just put a song in each mum's heart today, Lord, that they would feel so blessed and appreciated. Lord, that you would love on them. And I just um, let the sun shine on them today, Lord, I pray. And uh, they would just feel a real joy in the heart of what they can see that you have done around them and the children that you have blessed us with. Lord, um, and let them just enjoy their day. Lord, we thank you that you help us schedule our life around your schedule for us, Lord, that we would seek you first and your way of doing things. And Lord, that we would see all the other things, you just bring them all together, Lord, in a practical way that we would work out our salvation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.